fuck? Good evening, villagers. Mm -hmm. Good morning, good evening, good night. What are you telling all yourself? And welcome to another edition of the Heights Room. So we're yes. just sharing up the live right now. So we're asking the 27 folks who inside. Share up mm -hmm. the live. Share up the live. Now let me get this thing going. Do your good deed for the day. <laughs> yeah. We're telling yourself. And anybody on the Facebook. Share up the live to the people in the WhatsApp and thing who not using the the um the Facebook, you know what I mean? Because you know not everybody in the Facebook land. Blessed morning, Tulsi. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, what was the latest on all the end there? How everything? I got my um my second 
job today. Yeah, um, no, I felt mm-hmm. very left out. I surprised mm-hmm. you guys already. I asked yeah, yeah, jealous. Three, I'm not gonna weeks, lie. Three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, you seeing stars yet? <laughs> how do we? How do we watch on FB? Um, you just go to the Heights Room uh, page on FB, and it'll be live, going live there. Right, so just go to Heights Room on FB. Open your FB, type in Heights Room, and it should be um, to the to the top of the the page. Okay, let me just make sure it's pinned right now. Yeah, you should pin that man. Yeah, pin it to the top mm-hmm. man. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Pin it to the top man. Right, so right. it's pinned to the top. So you guys. If you guys want to look at it on on Facebook, because we do have a lot more comments and engagement. Oh, Kara, you broke up there, man. Yeah, you were going with you watching you watching the Argentina match same time. <laughs> so one goal pass, so you say little turtle baby. You ain't good, Kara. You yeah. ain't good. Am I there? Am I there? Yeah, 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 no. I see, yeah, I see, I see, I going up and down. So if it is one of all, I have to take over during the thing, you know, because I see my thing going up and down here, going green and going red. I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. flow yeah. again, you know, flow, you know, how flow Daddy Rillo. Daddy Rillo, yeah. don't blame flow. Daddy Rillo. <laughs> Daddy Buck. So borders, <laughs> you open people. Borders, let's see. You, you as, you as a man boy. on the outside, right? As a man on the outside, borders yeah. to you open. What you're really telling yourself? Well, well, you see, boy, oh gosh, all I'm asking for is a little clarity, fellas. You understand? And what I'm saying is, the borders open, you could come back in. But of course, you know, you could come back in with restrictions. And yeah. I read in the thing, and what the man say is vaccinated citizens of TNT with a negative PCR test, 72 hours or less, you could come in and go home. Unvaccinated children, you could go home. Persons who not vaccinated must go in, in, in quarantine. But you see what I'm saying is, so on the 17th, non-nationals who have been vaccinated and have a negative PCR, is it that they cannot enter TNT? They can enter without um, quarantine or can enter with a 14-day quarantine? Because me and too sure... And, you know, I, I get trained by, by, by Uncle Rowley, so I'm waiting for a detailed PDF to, you know what I mean, to, to, to guide me, me, me modus operandi now, boy, you know what I mean? You yeah, know, well, big up, um, you know, big up Sanjeeva for, for giving me that little head is up there, you know what I'm saying? Well, boy, you know, I, to be honest, I just kind of, like, assume they mean that, like, once you get a vaccine, you could come in without, um, you get a vaccine on a, on a, non-positive PCR test, you got to go home. I just assume because I thought... Even like, non-citizens. I, I just assume. I just assume. That was just me here. And so me, me and over sure exactly what going on because I think that's how normally every, that's how everybody else doing it right now. As yeah, far as I know, once you you're see, able to provide think, that... Because they, they, regardless of your citizens or not, once you're not bringing in, in, yeah. in the country... You see, guys, the what happened is that he talked about three things, but he didn't talk about non-nationals who are vaccinated. He said he talked about non-nationals who are not vaccinated. So he's saying you'll get you'll get your problems by the border. But he didn't talk oh. about non-nationals who vaccinated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that is that is that is that is, that is, that is, that is part that little iffy there for me. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, 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 Rajiv. 
he feel his petrochin here, but he, he confirming. <laughs> <laughs> he confirming well, what's again, that what's again, what's again, national scatter. I'm of approval. I know well, you know what I mean? We, 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 we there. You understand? Non-nationals cannot enter. No, that's not true. That's not true, Roger. That's not true. Um, yeah. You're saying non-nationals who are not vaccinated would not be at this time allowed to enter TNT. No, you're right. But those who are not vaccinated, what if they are vaccinated? I mean, it, it didn't it didn't explicitly say because if you vaccinated and um, you know you hire Pfizer and that kind of thing and you come for legitimate business, on what grounds will you say no? You know what I mean? And and if it is you're saying non-nationals who vaccinated can come in, then these are actually repatriation flights, which is a different category. In Micronesia, down here, we did two repatriation flights so far, but that is a totally different sort of control mechanism. So it's like the first step of of um, of borders reopening. Now. So if it's repatriation flights, okay. But my understanding was borders was reopened. Yeah, that's which is a different which is a different scenario. You know, right, right, right. Maybe, 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 maybe. Well, we on we, July, we, July 17th, because July 17th, so, yeah, man, we, we, we in Micronesia book we flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, no, development states all always one here, seven degrees on the um equator, Trinidad is 10 degrees on the equator. There's the same, same difference, the same love, the earth connected of just two sides of the world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what's this thing now about C4 dr drones and jailbreak plot at Aruka maximum security prison? Was that one? Yeah. All that means is modern problems require modern solutions, bro. That's all that, that means. <laughs> <laughs> so jailbreak, going past the days of pickaxe and prison yeah, break and, and, and going no under catacombs and then no men bringing in drones. They say, oh, that is how they're dropping off drugs. You understand? So they probably buy the high-end drone. Where does make no noise, and then they bring some drugs from the thing, and they drop off some C4 and all kind of thing. You understand? So that's, that's all they're doing it in in in, in Aruka Kota. Where to wet wet? Dropping off rice like UNICEF. You wet wet. In Amazon. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all. That's what's going on. So we can see really take place there, but well, I guess the police doing their work. I think they find um, yeah. guns and all that thing as well. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a serious hole they, they, they pull in there in terms of um, the amount of... They, they say it was a full war. They, them fellows was really basically looking to think and it was a conspiracy with officers and um, gangs and that kind of thing because gangs in jail. I know if they ever watch the Netflix episode Wolves, Wolves Prisons. Yeah, that's yeah, something. But that, yeah, that. Yeah, that gangs thing in jail ain't easy, you know. No, so apparently, no, no. like men pulled together and they say that men training for 50, the last 50 days, certain groups in the jail real training hard. So, like, men was gearing up for the escape Olympics, Najat. You understand yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, men was really, you understand what I'm saying? So private know? companies, private companies could import vaccines. Next thing's on the agenda. Private companies can bring in vaccines if they meet the criteria. But that was being said from a long time ago. I tell all the I saw. When Parasara mentioned that type of people like it, it you know, they, they, you know, they skim over that and then start to talk about, well, how mm. these people can bring in Pfizer and all this, this, this before we hear mm. about the nationals. You know, the man say to have Pfizer in the country, then people say they have Pfizer in the country. But clearly, yeah. as stated now...
I'm mm. again involved. You drop right. there a little bit, they cut us. I mean, yeah, one thing you're saying. But maybe mm. that's for the better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try and change, see if I can get a different source yeah. or something. You all, you all take it and come back. You ain't good. You ain't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You reload, you reload. You reload. You reload. You want to know. You tell him go. We tell him go, Puna. You understand what I'm saying? You want to take any Puna feed. You understand? You want to take any Puna. But yeah. Look, but I, yeah, I, nah, this scene. This scene was, was serious, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with Kevin Ali that um, Mr. Mr. Rajiv should have come. <laughs> she should have come. Yeah. I feel yeah, maybe, maybe know, next uh, week next week is a chill out yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah, could yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell Rajiv come on and eat. Reflections, you know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, everybody, forward. everything is everything. You know what I mean? Look, 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 look. Yeah. Bisham asking a question here. What went on with the... Pfizer that come in for the national security group. Yeah, so you see, so you see what's going on there is that they basically saying here well, if it is all you want, they realize that it come in, they real rate up um Pfizer bad and real rinse them out and thing. Yeah, that's um, but yeah. the reality is that the man was correct. It did bring in Pfizer. So what happened now is that they letting people know well, you know, they kind of pave in the way then you understand know, saying, well, yeah, you could you, you could come in. Yeah, that's and if it is you want to bring in something, feel free. Yeah, that's and but you know, um, it go have rules. And when you read the article, the rules are very unclear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, so that's right, right, right. You know what I mean? Am so I saying, any better? Well, I hear any amount. You're seeing me? Yeah. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We seen you good. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how long this will last, so let me hope for the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the buckle, the buckle gave the protection, you know, that's what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, we have a hot, 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 hot topic for today. Yeah, boy. So I say, before we go any further, um, mm. the, 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 the topic, this is for everybody, the topic we bring in today is very controversial. And we're mm. asking that people do not resort to any name calling or person, personal attacks in the comments. We're not here for that. We's all adult people. We could have a discussion. We want to keep our interaction civil and respectful. Anything that mm-hmm. we deem, uh, that I deem as an attack, mm-hmm. we Correct will remove right. it. We're looking yeah. for maturity of thought, and clarity of expression. We want heights yeah. in here right now. You okay. heights, you know. <laughs> look, Vani, tell you, go by PJ. <laughs> <laughs> I am going in VJ room. Trust me on that. But yeah, not uh, not to uh, um, uh, bring it. Now we could bring in the guests. There, Cutter. I will drop a little All right. Bit so, so I I want to thank. I want to thank. So I'm sorry about my connection tonight, guys. This hasn't happened since the inception of the show. But um, you know how it goes with internet connection and Trinidad and Tobago. Now tonight's episode, as Torian was saying, it's probably probably the most controversial one we're gonna touch on since the inception of the show, I would say. Um, some people might disagree, but we'll go with that. Uh, I would like to thank both of the guests for agreeing to come on the show tonight and participate in this discussion. Let's see, hand me good anything there, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right up. Right, right, right. So um, it's not easy, right, to uh, put yourself out there when dealing with a topic such as this. And what we are dealing with tonight is the LGBTQ community in Trinidad and Tobago. We're asking, is Trinidad ready for equality? We're asking, is Trinidad and Tobago ready for LGBT rights to, you know, be the central focus of our our human rights, um, 
you know, the, the laws that we, we're looking to create over the next, let's say, five to 10 years, we have had some strides being made over the last, let's say, five years. There has been one major hurdle crossed with the buggery law. And what we're really asking is, has that changed anything in the public? You know, has it really changed our, our nation's perception of people who belong to the LGBTQ community? So I just want to thank both guests for coming out tonight, because this topic is one that it's not easy to talk about. And I had to go through a lot of different people before I could get to people who was actually able and willing to come on the show. So for you guys representing both sides of the discussion tonight, we are very grateful. So bringing first onto the screen, we have James Lancer. James is a 23-year-old Trinidadian journalist whose work typically... of the 868 Media Project. You got a little bit of a drop there. Yeah, for a while I heard you there, but uh, a little little drop, uh, but it's okay, no no need. There's there's no extensive uh, uh, credentials here to list out when introducing a guy like me, so no worries. (laughs) Nice, 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 nice. But yeah, thanks for coming on the show, brother. I really appreciate it. it is, as I said in the email before, we know it's not easy. So uh, uh, next, we're going to bring in our next guest, Scotter, who is here. Are yes, our next, our next guest, you hearing me? Yes, go you on, go on. Me? Right, my next guest is Terence Bhagwan Singh. Terence is a 24-year-old final-year medical student and fitness trainer. He's passionate about LGBTQ plus activism and is currently... Oh, he did. don't worry, it happened to me too. Don't, don't, don't. groups left vulnerable as a result of race, socioeconomic status, gender, identity. So am I dropping again? Yeah, yes. man. Take over, take over for now. Now, I'm gonna see if I, what I can do. All right, take over for everything now. Yeah, yeah, I'll be subject to do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, later. Yes, so sorry <laughs> about that, gentlemen. I don't know who to blame for this you or James or Terrence. What well, I know we're really going on, but um, I guess we're gonna start off an easy question or depending how you take it. Um, I'll put this one to James first. What does tolerance mean to you, James? Tolerance. Well, I mean, thanks for having me on the show, everybody. Uh, well, guys uh, who will put together the show, first of all, you know. Um, okay. I would think that tolerance, simply put, would just be some, I mean, a basic understanding that I have of tolerance. I haven't seen it in the dictionary recently or anything to say. I've checked this, but I would just, from my own experience, and I, I think it would probably be accurate to the dictionary definition as well, to say that tolerance is putting up with or coexisting with people who hold uh, a position that you uh, disagree with or that may even be uh, erroneous to a certain degree. And I think that it can be and it can take place on a legal level as well, that the government can know something is wrong, but tolerate it to a certain degree so that it does the it's it's not as evil as actually going directly after the group that you're tolerating, so to speak. But that that's what I would say about tolerance. Okay, okay. And what are your thoughts on it, Terence? So I think tolerance means that everybody should be free to live their truth without fear of, without discrimination, being discriminated against. And 
they should have access to the fundamental human rights that are laid out by the HWO, like the right to expression, freedom to, of expression, to have a family, to privacy, and so on. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So moving on to, into things a little more serious now. Um, in 2018, Judge Devendra Rampasad said uh, sections of the Sexual Offenses Act, which prohibited buggery and serious indecency between two men, criminalized consensual same-sex activity between adults and were unconstitutional. Uh, the case was brought up in 2017 by Jason Jones, an LGBT activist who lives in Britain, but was born in Trinidad and Tobago. What are you guys' thoughts uh, on this ruling, and do you think it's a step in the right direction? I'm going to start with you, Terence, on this one first. So I definitely think it was a step in the right direction. I was very happy to hear that ruling because it gave me hope that Trinidad and Tobago could move forward as a secular nation and that we could, you know, one day achieve the rights that we deserve as a LGBT community. Okay, okay. Uh, James? Well, uh, just a little bit of a, a, a step back before okay. I speak specifically on this. Um, sure. You know, with, with, with regard to tolerance, you know, I think that um, Terence said something that is important in his view of tolerance, that it be uh, and allow for the freedom of every single person to believe and to hold their own truth. And I think that this is a very dangerous idea because it, it, it essentially is arguing that there's no one truth there's no there's no universal truth that applies to all men so how can uh, for example if a different society different to trinidad decided they would make it law by democracy or by whatever form that they, they choose that that for example murder is is okay because this is their truth it it, it doesn't make it okay but this is this is the reality that everybody accepts because universal truth exists without universal truth existing there's no need for this debate there's no need for this discussion because everybody would inertly know that they can do whatever they want anyway nobody believes in it in the heart and in their heart but to come now to the the next question on 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 changing the buggery law uh by jason jones i'm i, I what do i think about it, it it's it's a very complicated situation but what what initially strikes me about it is how non-local and non-authentic the entire situation played out. If if you look at the 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 individual who brought it brought it about, there's although he's born in Trinidad, we must give that to him. Nobody can take that away. Um, he's he's not actually a real Trini born through and through, so to speak. He's not even in Trinidad right now for for the entire. Uh, time of the of the of the case that was before the court and whatever he spent a sig uh, significant amount of time in in the Hilton Hotel. Uh, it's it's not known how um, you know and who was really behind the, the changing of the buggery law because for those of you who are not known, just a little bit of background information on this law is that it was a constitutional law, so it was not able to be changed. Uh, no matter what, since Trinidad and Tobago became a republic, became an independent nation, the Bugri law was not allowed to be altered or changed. This is this is like uh, 
it's equivalent to the American Constitution in America, right? You can't, they, they, without a constitutional amendment, which is changing the foundations of, of the country, you could not affect a change in this law. But what happened was, I think one of the governments decided that they would actually decrease the amount of time uh, somebody would be sentenced to prison if they broke the law. And when they changed this, uh, you know, a high, a high level legal move by very, very smart and cunning lawyers was made that said, hey, they changed the, the sentence amount which means that we now have a legal case to actually challenge this law. There's no way that just some random, you know, homosexual guy living in the UK who's not attached to Trinidad deeply and who didn't know about Trinidad law really well was able to come and attack this law. So it really brings a whole lot of questions into who was really behind it, how was it really, how it went about. And, and what I know about it is through other lawyers. I'm not a lawyer myself, so there's potential that a lot of what I said in terms of the nitty gritties of, of it, in terms of words like constitution and stuff like that, it may be wrong. So that's, that's, that's a little bit about it. Do I think that, and it also shows that this LGBT movement is not coming to Trinidad and it will never come to Trinidad in a democratic manner. Trinidad and Tobago, if you go and if you do a poll, if you do anything, and I think all of you know this, that we are opposed to the LGBT movement. Trinidadians, common man, is opposed to this movement and this was one of the largest protests that we've seen in recent history uh when when this entire thing went down but you know the media and everything was it was really really funny to watch i remember they interviewed you know a, a very well level-headed thinking guy who was you know he believed in the lgbt movement and then on to, to, to represent the other side they interviewed you know the past uh coup attempter Abu Bakr. So it's, it's not a fair description that the media painted either of the two sides. I think it was a step in the wrong direction, not a step in the right direction, because I believe that homosexuality and, and the open promotion, the legal acceptance of homosexuality will lead to the general acceptance of the LGBTQ movement, which is very problematic for a serious number of reasons, which I hope that I could elaborate on more in further answers to other questions, etc. Right. We'll get into that. Um, just to recap a bit. So part of your issue is the fact that it is not, how shall you say, uh, a, a grassroots sort of movement. That is part of your issue here is that, that we almost kind of like, we see something going on outside, so we have to be part of it. That's part of your issue, if I understood what you said correctly. Correct. I mean, if you look at a lot of the LGBT proponents, they are very much anti-colonial. They have this move, they have this idea that, you know, that we cannot be or we cannot hold to our colonizers. We have to be free from them and come up with our authentic culture and all of this. But then the moment Britain or the United States or basically Spain, you know, any one of our past literally past colonizers come up and say hey you know uh, lgbt is this new thing that everybody should accept you know and and start to put it into their laws we, they're all up in arms we should do it too you know they want to follow the colonizers you know at the at the at the at a moment's behest it's 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 really really funny to see how that that whole thing switches around okay so terence as, as someone who's part of the community uh, what are your thoughts on does it even matter where it starts from once well, firstly, no, it doesn't. But secondly, we have a lot of LGBTQ members in Trinidad and Tobago who we have very loud activists here in Trinidad and Tobago. Jason Jones is just one 
person and yes he he challenged that law but we we have plans to challenge many things and many policies trinidadians who live here have been living their, their whole life they we have plans to challenge many policies and legislation you know um so we live our whole lives here lgbtq plus we are not imitating anybody else away nobody would just choose to to be a part of this community because they see somebody else doing it it doesn't work that way um the amount of discrimination and hate and danger that we face nobody would just choose to do that because we want to imitate somebody else okay okay um are you are you guys hearing me good and stuff i changed locations mm -hmm. and i i really hope that things are um, better at this point um although i'm seeing <laughs> you know i i, I don't want to interrupt Ter terence or, or or anything like that but i just want to I, I do see the comments flying on this side there's one from a guy named arnold nicholas rampasad who's you know i i mentioned something about the colonizers and all this stuff and he 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 instantly jumps on me let me see if i can bring that up there so people can see what uh what you're referring to there you go <clears throat> oh, I think we lost James for a bit there. All right. Um, am I still here? Or did I just drop a little bit too? You dropped a little bit too. All right. I so should... I don't know what happening. Right? I, don't know, I don't know what happening. I don't know what happened. I think we're getting sabotage, right? And it has something big at play here. All right. It has something big at play here. <laughs> my, um, my, am I back yet? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you're good to you go. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I mean, I think that this is the kind of thing that people who who are opposed to this movement are, are very much afraid of. And it's, it's starting to happen in Trinidad now where uh, you speak and, and it's no longer real genu genuine discussion happening. It's, it's an attack on your skin color, attack on your, your social class, attack on your uh, who maybe. And, and, and this is the kind of thing that, that I mean, it, it's right there in the chat for everybody to see. That the, first, the first thing that he would resort to saying is, hey, this, this guy is white, so his argument is no longer valid. It's like, where, where's the reason in this? It's, it's just racism. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, but I guess this is at the same time, in the same way that you have your thoughts on the situation, I guess folks in the comments have their thoughts on the situation. And, and I guess in some ways we can't ignore the fact that not so much that is racism, but that is the reality of the situation. In some, in some regards, you do represent, at least you do prefer, uh, uh, present a visual reminder of that colonial past that you are referring to that people will pick up on, right? So, but fair enough. Um, that's why we tell you, ignore the chats. <laughs> ignore the chats. But, but, but uh, fair enough, Let, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Um, so Terence kind of touched on this a bit before in his answer, but in general, do you, do you think there are any other infringements of the, on the rights of the individual in of the individuals who belong in this community terence oh yeah definitely so to start with um sexual orientation and gender identity is not included in the equal opportunities act of trinidad and tobago which means that it is legal to discriminate 
against anybody that is in employment, education, housing, healthcare, in, in any area. You could discriminate against somebody legally based just on their orientation or their identity. And then after after that, then we could talk about it. It's it's not legal to have sex or to get married or to adopt children or to donate blood. You know, the very most basic thing, discrimination. You know, it we were not protected against discrimination. Okay, fair enough. James, what are your thoughts on that question? What exactly was the question? Sorry, I, I didn't so, hear it. The question was, uh, do you think that there are any other infringements on the rights of the individuals who belong to the LGBTQ community? No, there is no infringements to the rights of LGBT individuals. They start off just like all other individuals in Trinidad and Tobago, exact same civil liberties, and they are afforded the exact same opportunities. Um, I, it's very hard to, to go forward without, I, I just want to say a very small side, sort of side note, because if not generally just talking about everything, it, we kind of get lost, so to speak. It, it, my points, when I say the community, it, because there's so many different subgroups that make up the LGBTQ plus uh, movement, I forgive me. Terence, if I left out any other acronym that is attached to this to the alphabetical uh, chain, um, the the whole entire group they have so many different peoples that are a part of the, of this group, and I I want to make it clear that when I speak about the group, I'm referring to generally two principles that I think are more or less agreed upon by this group themselves, and it is that first, gender is fluid or that people are what they think they are. That's, that's another way of phrasing it. And the two, uh, any sexual act that is pleasing to them, to the individuals that engage in it, is morally good, okay? So people can love whatever they want as long as it is consensual. And there's no actual, there's nothing actually wrong with this. So the, these are two sort of pillars upon which the entire LEQ uh, plus two or whatever it is, community, stands these are two, two major columns or another another way to understand it is these are the two legs that they use to move their entire movement and i, I believe that these two these two basic principles are, are erroneous and i do not think that it it is uh, it is not just my personal opinion i think that this is genuinely true and it's universally true that if i said right now to you guys i believe i'm a i'm a i'm a you know African American woman. I'm not entitled to get that uh, American citizenship. I do not have any woman features, and I, I it, it's just not true. And if I decide that I want to love something that is 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 not good or is not natural for me to love, uh, uh, it doesn't uh, make uh, it right. Yeah. So um, these, are, yeah. These, are, these are these are really core principles that I think. If so, we go on and talk about LGBTQ rights and stuff, that question is, is based on the idea that you accept that the LGBTQ community is good, that the people who make it up uh, are not engaging in anything wrong and that everything is fine. And then therefore you should protect everything that they do and make it good. But this is, this is jumping ahead and starting on the premise that you accept the community. So it's going to make anybody who's against them seem like a bigot because they... Right. Well, well, you, you know? yeah. So we don't want to reach a point of, 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 
judging. But let's keep it in the context of dealing with this segment of the episode, treating with the legitimacy of the movement itself. Let's mm-hmm. let, let's touch on that. So one of the things that you mentioned, um, so we'll deal with the two pillars, all right, as you mentioned, James, all right? But let's start with the first pillar, which is uh, you mentioned in that you believe that this community is doing something that is morally wrong. From your from your perspective, that is morally wrong. All right. Um, yeah. Let me let, let, let me put it off to Terence before we as the uh, host come in. Uh, what he thinks on that interpretation of that first pillar. Now, keep in mind the broad topic we're dealing with is the legitimacy of the movement, which we have several things to talk about. But let's address James' two points first. The first one being that it is morally wrong. Terence. Well, in my view. It isn't morally wrong because my religion, which is Hinduism, supports and embraces the LGBTQ plus community. So to me, I'm not sinning or I'm not doing anything morally wrong. There are many religions that are in support of the LGBTQ community. So, um, you know, if if there's a problem in another religion, to me, it, that that doesn't necessarily need to apply to me, and it shouldn't dictate policies that apply to me. Right. Uh, so, so what do you think about that one, Terence? So, this is this is no, sorry, uh, James. So, what, the 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 logical and remember, as I tell all you, is 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 heights we're talking, right? Is to allow people to unpack their perspective. So his Terence's perspective is that morality is grounded in religion, and that of course that your perspective is coming from the perspective of a certain religion. But he is saying from a Hinduism perspective, which is the religion he belongs to, uh, it is not a more a morally wrong thing, and that it's not a sin. Which I mean, as an objective person coming out from the outside, seems reasonable. Uh, tell me, James, uh, to, 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 if you could respond to that. Yes, well, in the in the context of speaking in, in a secular society, and uh, Terence actually alluded to the fact that he was looking forward to being a part of a secular society, we we would actually avoid and not try to bring religion into the the topic of the discussion because really and truly, what his religion thinks about it, what my religion thinks about it, really and truly, it's it it will form what a lot of people think about it. This is true, and he is correct in that, but. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, they do not have any legal power. We're not living in the Middle Ages where, you know, the the, right. the bishops have uh, some kind of legal power to influence the, 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 the church yeah. and the state are separate. The, the, all churches and all the states are separate. So really and truly, it, it's funny because you do have people like myself who, who I, I am a Christian and I do believe in the Christian religion, but I'm not. I didn't, I'm not, none of the points that I've argued come from that. I'm not even going to bring that up. And I mean, that's an entirely separate debate. We're talking about whether it's right or wrong from a legal and from a a universal perspective. This is the point. It it has nothing to do with religion because, okay, I'm a, I'm a Roman Catholic. If tomorrow, for example, the Holy Roman Pope that I, that I, that I believe in comes down, comes and says from the, the, the balcony tomorrow that, you know, Every every single person of a different race is now a second class mm-hmm. citizen in all countries and all governments should uphold this view. Because I am a Christian and because I know that the Holy Roman Pontiff has very much control over doctrine of the Catholic Church, I am I am I am bound by my conscience, by my 
knowledge to disobey what he's saying. It doesn't matter that mm. it's my religion's view. It doesn't matter that it's my religion's right. opinion. It's a wrong thing. He said something wrong. Yeah. It's it, it, it is objectively so, 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 wrong. Let me. Are you all here? You all hearing me? Yeah, we yeah we hearing you. Good day, Cutter. I'll come through. Talking good. Finally. Yeah, uh, you're breaking up a little, but come true. James, what makes it wrong? What makes it wrong? From, that there from, is a. From, no, this is from from not not from a religious, and 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 we appreciate your point, and and we appreciate that logic, James. So the logic now is now reverting. So let's revert it away from a religious standpoint. And how you doing is that you frame the concept of morality from a universal. The two words you said is a universal and legal perspective. So explain to us really what is that ground to so this morality, this determination. For sure, for sure. I think, well, uh, you know, somebody, I'm very interested in, in philosophy and in, in, right. in history also. And it, it's a debate right. that has gone on for very long. And, and, and I think it was really settled and it promoted the, 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 the real expansion of the Greek empire, if you go back as that far. And it, it, right. it really was solidified with people like Aristotle and Plato, who said that, you know, they, they, didn't, they weren't members of any religion. They had some folklore about, you know, Zeus and all this stuff, but they mm -hmm. weren't real, real followers of that. They, right. they basically came and they said, well, you know, it is really true that there is a natural law that all men, no matter where we go, you know, we go to Asia and we find that they, they uphold these same laws despite having different legends and stories about religion compared to us. They, they know that we shall not kill. They know that we shall not, you know, uh, you know, treat our wives badly. They know that we should not do these things. So there is generally speaking, and I think that most people would, would agree that there are certain things that are sort of, there's a kind of a natural law in in of in the universe that, that you will find throughout all cultures throughout all uh nations prior to them being exposed to certain religions or you know that they, they different didn't speak the same languages or any of these things so i think morality is very much something that it, it it's like the laws of nature that are there for an animal kingdom exist we have an intelligence and we kind of have to understand it if you know what I mean. But but James, there's homosexuality in the animal kingdom. Plenty of it. Did you all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, say James, it again. So I, I heard, heard something about homosexuality. In... Correct, correct. Yeah, this is a good point. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I would like to say something on this. The, 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 there's the most famous scientist who studied uh he's a biologist he's a canadian his name is bruce bagel mill and he's very famous for studying and having very high credentials he's a biologist like i said an expert on animal sexual behavior he devoted much of his life to studying sexual matters in the animal kingdom and he found that all those same-sex interactions this is a direct quote from his work all those same-sex attractions uh interactions sorry involving genitalial contact have been reported in hundreds of animal species routinely manifest in only a few simon in about now stated that although homosexuality behavior is very common in the animal world it's to be very uncommon that individuals have a long lasting predisposition in such behavior to the exclusion of heterosexual activities. Thus, 
a homosexual orientation, if we can even speak of such a thing in animals, seems to be a rarity or even a mistake that these animals engage in. Okay, The motivations for the implications of these behaviors are yet to be fully understood themselves. So this is this this idea that, that there's animals out there that run around and actually actively, you know, have gay sex, you know, all day, all night, and then go and have no, more no. gay sex tomorrow. It, it's, it doesn't really what, happen like that. What I'm saying, James, is that you reference the animal kingdom and you reference natural law and you reference um, not like saying that there's just this moral code that exists within um, mm -hmm eons and you bring up aristotle and you bring up all these things about um you know so much years of philosophy and all of this but during all this time there has been homosexuality in all these cultures there has they have always had homosexuals they have been hid you know from we and you know earlier you talked about how we follow in america and we follow in you know the colonizer and all of this and that yet we're yeah. talking about aristotle and we're talking about plato and thing and it's like so if homosexuality occurs in the in the animal kingdom whether it be that we understand we that we all of a sudden know animals making a mistake so all of a sudden we know animals make a mistake all right cool um and we're saying that there's this um you know natural law and this moral code then why is it that this thing exists so ev everywhere and and how can you just now say that okay well it's a mistake everywhere it happens. It's a mistake. Yes. It's, it's it's an error. It's a I, I do get how and and then earlier now you say yeah. that people following America are kind of confused as to yeah what, yeah what is, I, I get I get I get your point. But, but but so my last thing is which I still don't find an answer as yet is mm -hmm. what makes it wrong. Right. What makes uh homosexual sex wrong yes what makes it wrong <laughs> right okay let let let's let's just deal with with this this first there's a good point that you made first that i would like to address which is that it has occurred for centuries it's this is undebatable it's a it's a it's a truth that you say i can't tell i can't stand up here now and say uh no it didn't happen it's just a recent thing you know it, it's not true that homosexual behavior exists and is recorded to exist uh, a lot back in the day as well too um but this is also not this is not a reason by which we make laws it's not a good reason by which we say something is right and something is wrong because the murder is <laughs> exists for for as long as we have human record we have uh many accounts of murder and nobody will stand up and say hey murder exists so you know we have a good reason to say that 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 they have a legitimate right to to you to what, be free but, in their murder but now let's before you know before can see why murder is wrong categorically right so now yes so, so let us let us let us let us see why homosexuality is wrong let us actually look at the heart of the issue now okay first homosexuality need to understand when we talk about um homosexuality we, we're not talking about and i'm not here to argue against people who have homosexual inclinations no that's not the idea i'm not here to say that anybody who has homosexual attractions is uh is is is, is evil and is engaging in, in in something wrong because somebody here might have a uh, the idea to steal something one day but we do not say that that is wrong they the idea in their mind is not the idea the idea is, is something else. We are talking about the actual action when it occurs. Homosexual 
sex. That's the, that is the thing that we are going to say now. It is wrong. Okay. That's the first thing I need to make clear. The second thing. Well, if we are saying that homosexual sex is a, is a, is a wrong thing or we're going to make a judgment on it, it's right or it's wrong. If we're going to analyze it, we need to say, what is sex? This is the first thing. What is the act of sexual intercourse Sci scientifically? What is it? What is the actual action for? What is the purpose of the action? Because this is what determines what a thing is. Okay. So the action of sexual, the sexual intercourse, okay, is for the scientific reason, is for the production of the species for reproductive purposes. Okay. It's like that famous quote, your hair because your dad's not queer. You you the the deal continues because of sex, normal sex, of regular sexual intercourse. The sperm was made to meet with the ovum and form a human being. This is what sex is for. Attached to the sexual act is satisfaction in, in your senses. So for example, it's just like eating. The purpose of eating is to fill your belly with food so that you are nourished, but you enjoy eating as well. You know, you can do a wrong in that by over enjoying eating and vomiting your food and eating more food because you just enjoy eating. That's wrong. That's not that. right. But do we stop doing that? Yes, but we do. Know, we do. We put them in. Uh, we put, we put, we, hold on. We put, we put people who do that in mental institutions. They have a problem called bulimacy. Bul people who are bulimic is a real, um, is a real mental problem. I don't need to um, so James, uh, sorry to cut you off there. Um, I would like to bring Terence into this conversation here as he is part of the community and I think we sure. should allow him. Sorry. I mean, I still haven't got to. That's okay. Yes, brother. No problem. But... We got that. Okay, go ahead. Hi. Um, okay. So James just said a lot, but I will just bring up one concise point with a large body of evidence supporting it. So all major medical organizations, the WHO, the World Health Organization, or the, the American Psychiatric Board, all of them uh, consider homosexuality to be a natural and normal variant, a healthy, natural, and normal variant of human sexuality in that it does not disrupt the functioning of a human being. It does not cause distress or of any kind to a human being. There's no kind of disease. And so in, in no part of the medical world is it regarded as unnatural. Well said. Well said. Um, I, it, that, that is a fair point, actually. Is there's, there's a lot of scientific evidence. I saw somebody comments talk about science um, in support of you, James. Science doesn't back up the. So is the who part of this like touching on what you said earlier, like a movement to like force things upon us? Then, or are they using science, or are they not using science? Well, the World Health Organization is a very, very. Uh, I, I, I would say controversial uh, organization depending on, 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 on which footing you stand in, in, in most political uh, 
in, in most political events. For example, the, the World Health Organization is just a branch of the United Nations who was promoting LGBTQ and gays, all of this way before uh, they, they had removed a lot of things. They had advocated, for example, to change the definition of gender dysphoria from a mental uh, uh, mental disorder in 2015 they changed it from on the american uh, psychiatric association i believe it was in 2015 to uh, say it was normal that that people who suffer from gender dysphoria have a a, a normal and they, they don't have anything it's not a it's not a mental problem anymore we were wrong for all all these centuries and and this this is it's if you trust the world health organization and at the end of the day, it's very possible to have a, a, a body of people, a, a organization like that, be wrong. It, it, it's 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 whether the I think the cutter brought and made a very good point that we have to see if it's wrong and why it's wrong and go back to tackling that. I I haven't I didn't finish seeing what I was seeing in that regard. We can do that, but that's just pertaining to homosexuality. I would have actually preferred to debate the entire LGBTQ community, uh, I think that is, that is, uh, uh, well, um, I think what I was here for. We will come, we will come, we'll come to, I'm sure with, with the episode going forward, you could bring up more of those things, right? So let's just get into this, this next, um, item on the, on the agenda here. So Terence, is there a difference between sex and gender? Definitely. So sex is just your biological attribute attributes your your biological makeup so your genitals basically and gender is more of a term that is culturally culturally dependent and it just describes a set of behaviors that a person portrays and this this is dependent on each society so what they deem masculine and what they deem feminine and to what degree which is what makes it a spectrum. Now, um, to tie in what the last few things James said, um, the the American Psychiatric Association considers gender dysphoria as as a mental disorder only if it causes distress to a person. It is very possible to be transgender and not have not be classified to have a mental disorder um, once it does not cause significant distress to a person's life. And the World Health Organization, as, uh, as late as 2018, reclassified it from uh, a mental issue into an uh, issue of sexual incongruence. And to say that because, because sex and gender, because the definitions I said are are definitions there's really no arguing with them anything else said would simply just be factually wrong because those are the definitions of sex and gender gender isn't just science and biology gender also incorporates sociology and culture and a lot more okay thank you james chime in on that Yes, no. I think that what he said is is uh, uh, thank you, Terence, because it's very coherent in in how you said it. It was very easy to understand, and I think that the viewing body would would understand what you said. Now, I, I would like to make an interesting point that uh, there was never, never a difference between sex and gender 
until psychologist and father of the gender identity theory. His name is John William Murray. He's a native to New Zealand, but he later went to America to, 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 to do more of this sort of studying on, on gender identity theory, etc. in the 1950s. And he began to claim that the two were different for all exactly the same reasons that uh, Terence uh, said. Okay, so he's, he's a big father of this this theory. Now, I, I would like to just make a side note about about money. Okay, make sure I'm incorrect. You said that only in the 1950s. What? Say that again. What exactly? Yes, he he began this this work in the 1950s. Okay, that, on on the on the gender identity theory that 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 with that the gender and sex are different. The gender is a social construct. That there is sociology involved, and and all of the facts that the so, same things that Terence just said. So everything that. You're saying that only in the 1950s, sex and gender became separate? Yes, he was the first person That's... to be... He... Oh, let, let, let me finish. This, this, is, okay. this, is, this is true. Go forward. If it it is true. It, it is true. You can look it up. Look, check like him out. Journals or something, right? Uh, let me hear what you're saying. You mean like in scientific journals? Yeah, he... So he is one of the first people to have ever actually in... in in academia to have made this claim and that from this guy this has gotten universally accepted by people for example the world health organization okay continue, continue. right this this so this guy his name is john william money i would like to just say a side note about uh, john william money he made a young boy david reimner is his name anybody you can check this this is a a, a very easy to do fact check here he made this young fella undergo a sex reassignment surgery. He was born a man and he made him cut off his penis, made an artificial vagina, uh, etc. Money then had Reimer and his own brother, Reimer's brother, engage in homosexual activities. Well, they would not be considered homosexual activities because Reimer had this fella engage in a sex change. So technically it would not be homosexual, but they were still brothers. And while he photographed, they engaged in these activities for purpose of his research. Later, Reimner and his brother both committed suicide. Okay, there's a side note about this guy. I would like to make another note. Money, the, the, the one who, who was really behind this theory and who pushed it in academia to normalize it, he has many quotes about pedo pedophilia, which he says is nothing but pure love. Here's one of them. Quote, if I were to see a case of a boy aged 10 or 11 who's intensely erotically attracted towards a man in maybe his 20s or even 30s, if the relationship is totally mutual and the bonding is genuinely totally mutual, I would totally, I would, then I would not call it pathological in any way, end quote. The reality is, and there's not a social construct, we do not invent our reality, we actually understand reality it is outside gender is not something that we just decide and that is just on the whim of our of our, of our can be male one day we wake up we can be female i cannot now decide my gender here or for example if tomorrow trinidad decided that all men are going to war i could not, not write to the government and say sorry sir i'm ill not going to war we construct reality. This is why the ATQ community is so dangerous because it says that what you identify as believe, what you believe you are, and they, that you could just form a reality of reality in your mind. And this is why it leads to so many suicides, despite the fact that they have much more 
acceptance in the LGBTQ community to the first world, a first world, quote on the suicide rates continue to rise, not fall, not fall. This is, okay. the, this is the reality because they... So as somebody who is in the community, all, 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 all as far as I'm aware, all of us, the hosts and yourself are not part of the LGBT community. Terrence, are the reasons that James has put forward, well, you probably don't agree with them, but can you provide some counter to what he has said just now? Well, the evidence provided is anecdotal at best. Um, there's no, no large body of evidence or credible um, institution or organization that would support what what he's saying. Um, there is just, um, I mean, if we if we aren't trusting the professionals who studied for years and more than a decade of their life and spent billions of dollars in high level, high quality research on on large on large populations then what what really should we believe you know um there's just no evidence to support what 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 is being said here okay so my my apologies to anyone who thinks that um i know people say at all um, I supposed to be mediating the debate and I was challenging James a bit there but it's because we're not having a debate here people it is a discussion and I just kind of jumped in there because I was kind of confused as to why we would say that in the 1950s was the first time that there would have been a difference between sex and gender when there have been so many instances of multiple genders in cultures over time as we said but again I guess it has to do with academia and with the term gender and the term sex and all that which is you know um i can understand that let um let's see there's, things yeah. there? there's there's always been gender dysphoria throughout history there's always been cases where somebody uh had a difference in in the their perception of what they were and what they really were and that is recorded throughout history but what i was saying as you said and as as we clarified already is that this guy was the first to normalize the idea that it, it is actually acceptable to believe that that you can form your own gender based on 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 your own perception of, of reality uh and and that therefore gender and sex was different because you need to explain that you need to separate gender and sex to make this seem logical because you cannot uh just by the thought of your mind change your biological nature normalize it i would think that he'd be the first person to observe certain things about it and comment on it from a scientific perspective because it's like saying that um you know everything that uh, that a scientific um, mind speaks about that they have invented or they have normalized you know what i mean they what they have done they have observed certain things that have probably been happening since time and memoriam and then they pose it what they think is the scene there now and i see that you know you brought up pedophilia which is i i know a lot of people like to tack homosexuality and gender disorienting to pedophilia which is um you know not something that i would like to do because of the fact that they seem to be very separate in terms of consent but anyway um let's see you have anything to add right now because we need to hear you we didn't hear you in a bit <laughs> um so 
I, I also want to just keep keep the conversation going because I'm I'm very interested in terms of I'm learning a lot. You know what I mean today in terms of understanding the different perspectives from 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 both our guests and whatnot. And uh, before we, we 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 continue along the uh, gender versus sex discussion, which I do have a specific position on scientific papers to illustrate. Um, I want to take us back just a little, James, in particular, when you were talking about um, the grounds of morality, and you pegged it against Plato and ancient Greeks in terms of how they would have interpreted uh, certain morality and, and, and how they would have viewed that, that sort of universal truth. And I want to underpin that on just the little that I know, uh, which is that a, a lot of homosexuality would have been practiced in ancient Greece. Uh, you yes. had Herodotus, Plato, Xenophon, Athenus, uh, were all big um, advocates of it, um, and Sappho, in the time of Sappho. And it was so common that they actually had a name, they came up with a name of it actually called pederasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so my understanding is that it, it, it was a commonly practiced thing at that time, um, so perhaps if you could just give a little more clarity in terms yeah. of, uh, e- even if you want to focus specifically on Plato and, and what uh, himself and Aristotle or Galileo or any of these people, their perspective of how you underpin that differentiation of morality and that determination. Yes, definitely. Uh, I would like to just, just you, you said a, a very good point that, that, uh, is very valid that it, it was occurring heavily in Greece, but uh, in in the time, it, this is again, this is not a, a a justifiable way to say, hey, it's been going on in ancient Greece. Uh, it was going on time of Plato and Aristotle, and and those are two guys that James said he admires or whatever. Uh, therefore, it 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 would seem okay because also in ancient Greece going on was uh, you would not find it uncommon that somebody had had killed somebody for example I mean it, it, it was these these this is the times that they lived in so what I was saying is not so much that because they had a good understanding of morality uh, this is what we should think too it was just that the Greeks whilst their empire was very much expanding and whilst they observed many different cultures uh, through uh, the travel that they engaged in, they noticed, and and we noticed today too, uh, that there is always a, a a very similar morality that is, is is sort of proves that there is some sort of a universal law that everybody in their heart agrees with, despite how much Terence and I disagree with each other, or anybody else here that might disagree with me. Nobody in this uh, is going to disagree that murder is 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 wrong there are certain things that we all universally agree on there's a morality above and it doesn't matter what religion we belong to in fact our religions would be probably very united in 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 a, a certain set of, of of these morals that i speak of but i don't really want to talk about religion i'm not here to talk about religion i'm i'm i do enjoy talking about religion and politics but this is a different debate as for a different time as not the right place but this is what I was essentially showing, that, that, that in the time of, of ancient Greece, they observed that the laws that form nations, counter to what they thought, was not from their own construction of their imagination on what they believed to be good and bad, but it was on the, 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 the lawmakers, the society. But okay. instead, they, they found that when they go to other nations, it was that people were actually understanding nature, seeing nature, seeing reality, 
and forming laws that co that 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 were in union with reality it was not just arbitrary random things you know it was there seemed to be laws that exist that they were just discovering not inventing that's what i wanted to say okay terence what what do you think about that well to be honest um from that i'm not really getting a solid reasoning why homosexuality should be considered wrong and those those views should be used to guide you know policies and and laws it it sounds more yeah. of like a personal opinion yeah. that yeah. really should not apply to the public at large yeah because james um you know you you, you keep making bringing up this thing that everybody should in their heart know something like you know like we have hundreds of thousands of homosexuals all over the planet, bro. You know what I mean? I, I'm, and hundreds I'm, and hundreds of thousands of murderers of of, of yeah, thieves. But but it it's, it's, doesn't but, mean but that it's okay. How, how can you say that something which two people consent to is the same thing as somebody murdering somebody? I don't understand it. No, no. I never said it's the same as murdering. I'm just but saying that you can't... All the time you're bringing it up. Because, because it's something that we all understand is wrong. That's the main point. So you can't, so you can't, you can't justify that murdering is right by saying that there are thousands of murderers. And you know that. That's why I bring it up. Right, you, but you try to justify the existence that homosexuality is okay because there are so many homosexuals. So you would not use this logic if it was applied to something you really believe was wrong. <laughs> That's no, why I bring yeah. it up. What, what I, I can't, I, I, yeah, I don't want to say anything there because I'll just be yeah. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I, I think, um, and, and, and thanks, James, James, and Terence for that. I think, I think we've we've carried that discussion to the point where, um, we'll probably need another episode to then focus specifically on that, which is how we approach it in the Heights Room here, guys. It's that when you start to unpack a main topic. Um, you know, you would see certain subtopics start to crop up and depending on how large those subtopics are, uh, another uh, episode we will focus specifically on that. So in my mind, I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly clear in terms of where you all stand in terms of the morality concern. So, so bringing it back now to the current topic we're talking about in terms of gender, gender versus sex and the idea of uh, gender dysphoria. All right. Um, so this 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 has to do with the concept of uh, people seeing transgender as being a disorder, and and that's the hypothesis being being uh, assessed. Now, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, uh, the most recent one, DSM five, which I think James you would have referenced a little earlier, um, would have now actually moved. Uh, the definition of gender identity disorder from 2013 to now define gender dysphoria. And gender dysphoria, uh, they basically identify as the clinically significant distress a person undergoes when their gender identity does not align with their sex assigned at birth. All right, so there's quite a few things to unpack even there. Let's start with the concept of sex assigned at birth, which seems to have quite a few different interpretations and so on. Um, starting with you, James, what do you interpret as sex assigned at birth? Is it as simple as a doctor looking at uh, uh, anatomous genitalia and saying male or female and that's it? 
Of course. Now I know I know what's coming already. Uh, I I know that the counter argument is going to be that they are anomalies to the natural um, to the to the genitalia that they are going to be some people who are born with maybe it's like a mix or you know they, they do have these anomalies but we call them anomalies just like people with you know uh 12 fingers uh you, we don't teach kids in in, in school that you know uh, some people have we don't say you know humans have 10 fingers count with me one two three four we say we say that we don't go on to say Humans have 10 fingers, but some have 12, some have 13, some have 11. You know, we don't account the anomalies and the oddities as the natural, generalized scientific reality. The, the scientific reality is that you're either born, generally speaking, male or female, and it's very easily distinguishable between the two. You don't need to be a medical practitioner to do it, and they've been doing it forever. Yeah, Charles? Oh, hi. Um, so, yes, I, I do agree that you could tell if somebody is male or female by looking at their genitals, because that is what sex is. I wasn't planning to say anything about intersex people at all. That is what sex is, but that is not what gender is, as we said before. And just to, sure. I just want to correct you a little bit. The American Psychiatric Association, which is what we use here, the DSM-5, yes, yes, so yes, yes. gender dysphoria as a mental disorder if it causes stress or impairment to someone's life. And that impairment is usually due to discrimination or societal non-acceptance. And as such, the treatment or what is shown to improve the outcome of people with this disorder is having a strong support system, having an accepting environment, and even gender reassignment surgery or gen or hormonal therapy. Those are shown to have to give better outcomes to people suffering. So, so the anecdotal evidence of people with gender reassignment surgery committing suicide and so that's that's not proven. That's not what the evidence says. The the large evidence and then we have then the world health organization in 2018 said okay it is not a mental issue it is a sexual disorder but even so we use the dsm-5 here and even it being categorized as a, a mental disorder it's only due to mostly the discrimination faced that which impairs the functioning of the person and and the therapy is Still, the transition and support from society and environment, the environment around the person. So, Terrence, okay. let me. Mm -hmm. I want to yeah. let's see. Um, mm -hmm. Terrence, so just so I have it in my head, clarify what you're saying. Is yeah. it that you're saying that J J James mentioned that there are a lot of suicides, is a negative effect mentally, things like that? You are someone in the community. Uh, if I am understanding you correctly, is it that these? suicidal rates and the mental anguish that these people face is due to societal pressures and homophobia yeah, definitely definitely not not as a result of of transition therapy it's as a result of societal attitudes towards people and discrimination terence as yeah. a person who has well is transitioning or has transitioned i know you're going through hormone therapy and all of that right um can you tell us a little bit about your journey as a, a person who has taken that step in your life a bit like when, like, I'll just bring some context to this conversation because it's not very often 
that mm-hmm. people have these conversations where you know we're talking about trans people and there's someone who is trans in the panel as well as someone who is opposed to them in the panel so we still need to get a little bit of as to the actual experience of it so can you give us a little insight there well currently i'm on hormonal therapy i'm on testosterone and personally this this is the happiest and most functional i have ever been in my life um you're, you're it, a med, med student right or final year yeah i'll final year med student Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is the happiest I've I've ever been. My this is the highest my self esteem has ever been, and the I I'm lucky enough to have supportive people around me, which you know which gives me a, a strong base and helps me to be resilient. And um, this this is what is leading to the betterment of my mental state before before transition you know i was very depressed my self-esteem was very low i you know i i was passively suicidal to be honest and since being on hormones i really haven't really thought about suicide since to be honest i've been so like i've been given like a new a new new life again like to be honest, but I'm just one person, so I could be considered anecdotal evidence. But yeah. the the studies show that people who undergo this therapy on a on a large scale, it 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 helps them, you know, and it's they 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 are less likely to commit suicide, and so on. I hear you. So, so um, uh, be, be, before you come in, before you come in, James, uh, let me just give something to to allow you to, to, to respond to. Um, let me just make sure I'm clear. Terence, are you saying then that gender dysphoria is not, is, is, is a mental disorder or is not a mental disorder? Well, gender dysphoria is the name of the mental disorder. And in order for that to be diagnosed, there must be distress to, to a person. So what I'm saying is somebody could could have a gender that's different to their sex. They could be transgender, but if they're not necessarily experiencing any problems in, in, in their functioning, then it's not a mental disorder. Okay. Um, so, right. And, and at least just from the little research that I would have done, which is not much, um, they, you know, this uh, psychology professor out of Harvard uh, University, Daryl Hill, would have actually said uh, something similar, but which is that it's not a mental disorder and that it's actually a diagnostic criteria that reflects the psychological stress that someone would go through that they will use to then diagnose the person. Um, but I'm, I'm getting slightly unclear in terms of mental disorder or not. So perhaps, James, maybe you could lend some clarity um, before we come well, back to Terrence. Yeah, like I said, the general uh, mainstream thought pertaining to how we view gender dysphoria started to change in 1950s, mainly with this guy, John William Murray, psychologist, famous guy. Um, now, we use Terrence as anecdotal evidence. Terrence, I'm happy that you're not committing, you know, thinking about committing suicide. I'm happy that you are happier and that you're not depressed. You know, I, I don't want that for anybody. I don't wish that for anybody in, by any means at all. But just as he is, uh, you know, an example, an anecdotal example. And, and his claim was first that the stress 
uh, is caused by discrimination. Uh, firstly, the, the countries that are most accepting to uh, homosexuality and to the LGBTQ community, transsexuals, etc. Um, they are have the highest rates of suicide for those in for those communities. The ones that have the most open laws, the ones that have the most open promotion, the ones that have the they're teaching the children that they they they're so open about it. Suicide numbers are not falling. They have the most transitioners, everything, and it's not going down. So clearly something is going on. But just as he's anecdotal evidence, there's also anecdotal evidence in this same case of David Reimer, who John Mon Money would have studied. He underwent the sex change at a very young age. So if we're saying gender is a uh, social construct or it's something that, that you decide on or whatever it is, he underwent his reassignment surgery at very young, at a very young age. And he you know, was fully like, like fully female, so to speak, in, in, in the context of all that he had done to his body and all of the hormones he had taken and all of the stuff he had done. And he committed suicide later on in his life as soon as he realized, wait, I, I, I feel like I'm a boy. And he asked his parents and they told him and, 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 and days later he committed suicide. So the anecdotal evidence on one case, one case is not really the best way to, 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 to move the, the discussion, I think, because I can pull out many other anecdotal stories of many other transgender people who committed suicide who who are retransitioning you know there's so many different stories online about about retransitioning people you know but the discrimination it cannot be the, the the reason why the suicide is happening because in the most open countries to lgbtq ideas where there's like a 70 percent of the general population agreeing with them they're still committing suicide at exponential rates it's not going down Okay, Terence. Yeah, so how to about the point where you you were kind of mixed about whether it was a mental disorder or not. I thought mm -hmm. of a way, a better way to explain it to you. True. So say somebody uh goes through a traumatic event, right? right. And um say they came close to being murdered or something, for example. And mm -hmm. say as a result of that they develop PTSD, which is a mental disorder. You get where right. I'm going with this? That, right. they, that is a result of the trauma. So, so right. gender dysphoria is kind of like a result of the discrimination that people face and so on. And um, I'm not sure where those statistics okay. come from saying that um, acceptance um, in countries with acceptance, there's there's still um, higher rates of suicide. I I don't think that um, I just don't think that's true. Um, the it I think the studies show something completely different in that, uh, as like I said, a stronger environment of support, a, a stronger supportive environment, um, it leads to better outcomes. These studies do. That and then this is not anecdotal evidence, this is high quality evidence based peer reviewed studies show that the factors that lead to a better outcome is having a supportive environment, um, hormonal transition, and gender reassignment surgery. So, um, be before I, I allow uh, Terence, uh, sorry, James to respond to that. Um, let me just add that uh, in 2015, uh, there was a nationwide U.S. transgender survey in the U.S., uh, Herman 
Brown and Haas, uh, who actually looked at exactly what you were talking about, um, James, and they said that uh, respondents who experienced discrimination were a victim of violence were more likely to report suicide thoughts and attempts. Uh, respondents who experienced family rejection were almost were also more likely to report attempted suicide. Um, and access to gender-affirming medical care is associated with lower prevalence of suicide. 98% um, of respondents who had experienced four instances of discrimination and violence in the past years thought about suicide. So what this study is suggesting, and this is across mm -hmm. the U.S., where, um, you know, there many would think, you know, are, are, are fairly open in some of their some of their laws uh, in terms of acceptance of LGBTQ. Um, they say 98% of respondents, uh, you know, are, are linking discrimination and violence to thoughts about suicide. So they are, they are scientifically determining that there is a connection between the mm -hmm. two. So is it that uh, you have seen some scientific evidence that suggests something slightly different? Yeah, I'm a little bit familiar with the study that uh, that you great, that you, great, that great, you great, 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 perfect. Um, yes, if, yes. If I could just make a little bit of a comment on it, if if you look sure. at the 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 way in which they come to the conclusions, it is by um, firstly they ask the question, you know, whether or not you would be you would have had those suicidal thoughts and 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 etc. Right. Correct me. That's that's more or less what you just read out, yes, right? Yes, these yes, yes, these yes. people had suicidal thoughts, and what was the what was the other? Because uh, of the pressure. So is they, they're saying exactly what we're discussing with gender dysmorphia. That mm -hmm. essentially that this extra pressure that comes from society as a result of uh, them having this concern about their gender and whatnot uh, leads to these suicidal thoughts and whatnot. So they're basically establishing a connection between yes. the two. Um, so what, you know, so in my mind, so what they're connecting is the pressure and by mm -hmm. connecting the pressure, the pressures come from all of, you know, it have legal pressures, it have societal yes, yes, pressures. Yes. So all, all of that, you know, so they're, they're saying from a scientific basis, there's a connection yeah. between the two, but I'm yeah, saying, for, but yeah, yeah, good. The scientific basis would be the poll, and and it's right. it's very it's a very complex study. This this one that you that you say, it's critiqued on on both sides. It's used, for example, as as a, a weapon against the LGBT movement. I've seen it used because people will say, well, they ask the the question uh, to to the LGBTQ people who it's likely that they have already faced this 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 desire for uh this depression this depression and also they have probably faced or 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 not we don't know the 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 discrimination that they talk about okay so mm -hmm. it is it is better i mean i'm not disregarding what this study is saying and 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 perhaps there's sure. there's truth there's truth to what it says but i think the general easier uh, judgment could be made by simply looking at the overall number of suicides each year annually. Okay. Thanks a yeah. lot, for James. Um, moving on to another item here. Yeah, let's see, we can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah let's move on. As we're getting. Hungary's. <laughs> you're getting hungry there, or? <laughs> <laughs> Hungary's parliament 
passed legislation that bans the dissemination of content in schools deemed to promote homosexuality and transgender issues. The ruling party tacked the proposal banning schools' talks on LGBTQ issues to a separate widely backed bill that strictly penalizes pedophilia, making it much harder for opponents to vote against it. So pretty much what you're looking at here is, you know, uh, limiting the amount of material coming away of children going into schools, you know, educating them about, like, let's say, um, when, when you have sex education, you know, same-sex education and that kind of thing. Do you think that children should be privy to information and education that is inclusive of LGBTQ issues? Let's just hear from Terence first on this. Yes, definitely, because um, they should be educated on especially safe sex practices um, because of the, the higher prevalence of HIV and AIDS in the MSM community or and in um in MTF trans people, it is just safer, it will lead to better outcomes if they have access to proper sex education that includes them. And that is just simply that is saving lives because they'll have better outcomes in the in the long run that that giving them that access to that education is saving lives and um and pedophilia as we mentioned before is quite different from homosexuality is not it shouldn't be anywhere near homosexuality because you children can't give consent and it shouldn't be included in with the, along with homosexuality as well okay james well i just want to respond to the last thing he said you can see that this is actually a tweet that i um screenshotted the other day it says uh pedophilia is a sexual orientation you bigots all right so i mean this and, and a lot of rainbow flags in between i just just I, i'm not gonna say anymore this is just the last thing i see on that but the the point on on the sexual education uh uh for children the 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 fact of, of it is that when we talk about sexual education of of maybe uh 10 years ago or, or 20 years ago it was more or less how to have sex using contraception um the fact of the matter is that despite the introduction of contraceptives and the wide acceptance of contraceptives sexually transmitted diseases are rising not falling and this is obvious because the more sex you have the more likely you are to contract a sexually transmittable disease and contraceptives are not 100 percent uh you know accurate at stopping these diseases so sexually transmitted diseases will not decrease if we teach children as young as possible to have sex using these contraceptives okay and obviously as a child as an inquisitive little individual at the age of you know 10 and 11 and even younger you are taught about something you will instantly investigate this is uh, obvious thing. So I think that it should either be that that we revise what we mean by sexual education on a general level. But this is talking about 20 years ago, sexual education. People uh, today in the US especially are being taught in schools the most uh, disturbing things when you read about it at age at age six, seven and eight, how to 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 use dildos, how to apply butt plugs, how to how to engage in oral sex, how to, how to, uh, you know, masturbate. These, these, these things that, that, that innocent little children, uh, you know, should we really be teaching them these things, you know? And with regard to that, 
this this thing in 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 Hungary that took place with the pinning of the of the of the bill that penalizes homo that penalizes pedophilia. It is it's not true that it was used as a as a tactic to 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 ensure that there was no opposition to the anti-LGBTQ uh, you know law legislation that they wanted to pass because everybody supported that same lgbtq a majority a large majority supported the anti-lgbtq uh decision and a large percent of the population as well uh so it's it's not really fair to frame the question as if they use a tactic to get the thing normalized when that's not really truly what what occurred okay um, noted, noted. Um, moving on. This one is a little. A lot of people are bringing up something related to like things like this in the chat. So here it is. Recently, there was a situation where twenty-one-year-old Tongan American weightlifter Nini Manuma would have been competing at her first Olympics in Tokyo next month, but missed out when New Zealand's transgender athlete Laurel Hubbard got the last female spot allocated to the Oceania region in her weight category. So what we have here is that people from different um, nations in the same region are competing in the same category, but one would have been uh, born female and the other would have been a transitioned female. And what are your thoughts on this, Terence? Okay, so the International Olympic Committee has a set of criteria that transgender, specifically male to female transgender athletes need to meet in order to compete. So this criteria would be that, um, you know, they, they have to have their identity declared for four, at least four years. They need to reach a certain level of serum testosterone um, less than 10 for at least a year and during the competition to try to reverse their biological advantages. Now, I agree that in light of the frequency of, um, of transgender women come, uh, being so successful in sports that this criteria could be devised, revised, either the, the time period um that they have to maintain the testosterone level four could be could be longer or the level could be lower if possible i i don't know um I, it, that's it, my non-biased view and it it could the the lower level of testosterone would it would lessen a lot of the biological advantages but what it can't reverse is height and whether or not that is an advantage is based on the sport that is very sport specific in some sports it might be a disadvantage and in some sports it might be an advantage so that is my non-biased view okay i i i could um agree with that because it does seem so would you say then that you think that is a it it, it could seem a bit unfair yes because the the level that um transgender women um have to maintain is less than 10 10 and the the levels that uh, a cisgender woman um the normal levels would be about um 0.12 to let's say like a less than to like 1.8 or something right and that's a lot less 
but yeah. just using the using therapy to transition it, it's hard and sometimes dangerous to get um a biological meals testosterone so low so it, it 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 could even be considered unethical to try to bring somebody's testosterone that low so right. i do agree that the criteria should be revised and maybe they could they they could uh investigate further into what what could work um but yeah i i do agree there's a, a degree of unfairness there james what we see with with transgender people trying to uh participate in the sport that they do not biologically uh agree with or, or they were not biologically given at birth with is is another example of the lgbtq community's uh, hypocrisy because at one instance they will argue to legitimize their movement that the the sex and the gender the x y or the xx chromosomes etc doesn't uh, uh, there's no difference you know that there is a difference sorry that the gender is just what's in your mind and and you know biologically there is no diff there's 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 something separate so you don't need to worry about your biological stuff genders what's up here in this social psychological and sociological uh world and then on the other hand you have them there cheering with their rainbow flags that they should be partaking in sports that the very purpose of these sports is to test the biological ability of the the individuals <laughs> so at one instance they say that the biology is 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 unchanging because they that that's not their their point they're, they're not they're saying sex is is biological not changing and then on the other they're saying that wait it is changing and if i identify as a woman with my gender which is separate to my sex now my sex must agree with that and now i must be in the sport uh, the women's weightlifting world records being broken by you know very <laughs> pete in 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 male sport professionally at all because they would not class with men in any way whatsoever because males and females are very different with different with different breeds well okay it's different species that's all for me kind of thing yeah yeah okay i i hear you um <laughs> so <laughs> so so would would you say terence that in a way that is it because of the fact that there's that binary setting for so many things in in life right mm -hmm. that that the, that you know because of the the heteronormativity which exists and and so on that that there is this 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 um confusion because maybe if there wasn't that thing that they had to be either male or female then you might have had more categories for people to compete in and all that mommy maybe did you think that 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 could have been a possibility if that if we ever could have reached that point that they didn't have to just have two categories for the athletes yeah yeah i i i agree with that it is a is a very complicated thing and um I have thought about the the possibilities of other categories before for inclusion, but obviously that that wouldn't make as much money. So that that doesn't make sense yeah. from a business point of view. Exactly. Um, but uh, just just to address something James said. Yeah. Um, did, did we tell um, the, what was that? Did we tell the yes, trainer as well as yet? I can't remember because I was so in and out in the earlier part. <laughs> you're breaking up a little bit for me. Okay. 
All right, all right. My bad. You you carry on then. Yeah. Um transgender men don't have any advantages over over cisgender men in sport whatsoever. Um none at all. Right. Um the only the only advantage would probably be in sports where being shorter would be an advantage because they they have they are more stable and they have a, a better center of gravity a more stable center of gravity and so on like the closer you grow um so yeah. i think yes the the criteria um is a complicated topic and the criteria as it stands now is a bit unfair and could be revised and i think the fact that i think that kind of um shows out james point that that the lgbc community is uh biased because I'm 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 transgender myself, and I'm giving you an unbiased view on on this topic. Um, I agree that it's kind of unfair, and um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, oh, fair point. I I, I just want to say that that is a fair and a good point on 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 Terence's behalf that he does not hold the view of a large percent of the LGBTQ lobby, so to speak, that is really rallying legally behind getting women in in. In men's tennis and 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 men in women's tennis on the basis that they they change their gender you know if i woke up tomorrow i mean and, and terence already shared sympathy with this view and i decided that i'm a female i could potentially make the uh female weightlifting uh you know team for trinidad and tobago and, and should i go should i do that should i deprive somebody who's been training their entire life who's a biological female really a female um and like terence said he's he's sympathetic towards that view which is very good and very honest of him but it is just not the view of the um of the general lgbtq lobby which is fighting in court etc for these things to 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 change. okay let's see let me have something there um so what what i would say is okay i i i heard uh, Terence's perspective and, and James' perspective, but I would like to just drop some of the science that exists, as I say. This is just for someone like me who's from the outside and just looking at it probably over the past week or so. And this is just what the studies say, all right? So for the IOC, uh, as uh, Terence said, which is correct, um, in 2015, they allowed trans participants if their testosterone levels remain below a threshold of 10 moles per liter of blood. All right. Um, you have world athletics who have a much stricter uh, threshold, which is five nanomoles per liter. Um, you also have French rugby, which has the same five nanomoles per liter. Um, and they would have actually gone ahead and commissioned several studies to investigate exactly what we're talking about in terms of do, do trans athletes actually have uh, uh, advantages, statistically significant advantage on people. And uh, the three main athletes that come into contention is Laurel Hub, Casta uh, Simania, and most recently, CC Telfer. All right. Um, CC Telfer was recently banned by the, um, not banned, but actually she wasn't allowed um, to compete uh, in these US trials uh, at certain distances because of the thresholds that they have. Uh, so the study done by Joanna Harper actually said that trans women get slower. So this is male to female, right? Trans women. Trans women actually get slower and weaker after transition. 
the ability to recover from hard training is reduced. That's a, redu that's a result of her study. Um, you also have one from Carol Garber that says that there are inefficient evidence to suggest trans athletes has an unfair advantage over a cis person. So he's not saying that that is not the case. What they're saying is that um, there's insufficient evidence in order to illustrate that. Um, another uh, study actually went on to say the bottom line is that a trans woman is not a man physiologically or psychologically, and that trans women have lower levels of hemoglobin impairing aerobic performance. So um, the reality is that what, what we have is a situation of three different studies being done um, where it's basically suggesting that there is insufficient evidence to come up to that scientific conclusion. Now, what I want to put out is that, um, as I say, that's just what I saw just from Google. I don't know if Google sending me in a certain direction, which is a possibility as well. Um, and uh, so I just want to come to, uh, let me start with James, uh, just on comments on that. I know you dropped out. Hopefully you were able to hear some of the, some of what I was saying. I got most of what you're saying. Um, the first comment I would like to say on that is that I don't think that anybody on planet Earth really and truly needs a scientific paper to, to tell them that the difference in men's sports and women's sports at the level of competition is drastically different. Okay, it's like there, there's there was an ESPN commentator. It was a very famous uh, story because it went it, it turned into a whole shit storm online when he basically said, you know, Serena Williams is really good at tennis, but uh, she wouldn't make it in college tennis against guys. You know, she's not compete because somebody said she would beat most of the guys, and he responded with that. Serena Williams. Yeah, and it was a total. Okay. It was a it was a total shitstorm. But at the end of the right, day, right. It, it it it's not to dis to discount what Serena is and how much of a am right, amazing right. athlete she right. is. Right. But that's that's for for where she is. You can't compare her. It's just not right. That's what that guy was trying to say. In that he said it in a provocative way, but what he was trying to say is it's not fair to put her in the same category as the guys because at the end of the day, you're going to discredit all of the hard work she's done and all of the titles she's rightfully earned in her respective place in sports. Is that if you look at sports and if you put the top men and the top women to play against each other at any any at any physical sport, you're going to see a very drastic. Diff uh, difference at levels you know just the other day the u.s women's team the same team that was demanding same pay as the men's team and stuff they were defeated by i think it was like the under 19 u.s male squad something like that by like eight goals or so it was it was crazy i remember it I, I could be wrong in how much goals exactly when it was or what age group of boys it was but it was a very inferior uh team of boys that defeated the U.S. girls, and so I don't really need the scientific paper to tell me or to tell anyone that there's a difference. I think it's very natural that we would see it in 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 the level of of competition between men and women. And it's not to say one one gender is superior. It's not to be sexist. It's to say that there's a difference, and that that we need to accept that and and appreciate it for what it is and comparing the two is just unfair to one and that would be real sexism to try to put 
if, if you try to remove the gender barrier in sports, we wouldn't get to see the likes of a Serena Williams or, or this new young girl who's, who's really amazing to watch a tennis. I, I enjoy watching tennis. I just can't remember her name. But, um, and I don't know. Yes, that's it. So yeah, I would hate yeah, yeah. To, to, to never have been able to, to be graced to watch these, these tennis players play tennis because they try to remove gender as though it didn't exist. It exists, and that's why we have women's sports. That's why we have men's sports. Fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. Terrence? So, okay. Well, um, topic quickly on the sports angle. Yeah. So, as I was saying before, there there really are no advantages that trans men have in sports, and yes, there's a different, a drastic difference between. Um, men, biological men and women in sports, but there's also a very drastic effect of hormone therapy and anybody undergoing that. So trans women undergoing hormonal therapy, they are going to have decreased muscle mass, decreased bone density, decreased hemoglobin, decreased strength, speed, agility, aggressiveness, everything. Trans men are going to have more aggression, more muscle mass, but less bone density, um, you know, they have more hemoglobin. They, the biological changes are there when when the hormone, the hormonal therapy is undergone, right? The biological changes are there. Like I said, height is really the only thing that, that can't be changed with hormones. And um, I see you You had these studies that um, said, okay, well, there's no evidence to suggest there's an advantage, right? Well, um, I think there, there probably could be some more studies into the exact length of time and the level of testosterone that the, the criteria should entail. Um, but, and, and, and basically um, it should be more sports specific. That's what I think um and yeah that's that's my view um and um this is you know i i won't say um this based on no scientific paper <laughs> this is based on evidence yeah yeah all right um, all right here I, I, that I, I i would say one one thing that i disagree with you uh, a little bit there on terence is that uh hormones can't increase height uh, a, a little Lionel Messi, I think, will disagree with you there. When he was a midfielder, Barcelona put him on HGH, and Barcelona he pump that, pump that, pump that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, can change height then. All right, so, so we know we, 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 you're we, still very short, Lessie. We so we <laughs> we running into the two hour mark, and I want to let you all know something, right? This has been by far the biggest audience we have had for. This um, yeah. this podcast. Big up, right? big up just, the guests. Big up it the just guess. it up just goes to show you. It just goes to show you how much this topic is an important topic to our society. Whether it be that whichever side you are on, it's a really really important topic because this is like, uh, you know, it's cra it's crazy. All right, so I just want to finish off with some closing questions and some closing remarks. So lastly, I want to ask Terence. Terence, um, if you could briefly answer. As a and I know it's it's kind of hard to go brief on this, but as a person belonging to the LGBTQ plus community, what are some of the challenges you have faced in your dealings with wider society? Well, first off, I get threats, violent threats, including death threats, all the time. 
I face a lot of discrimination in, in education and in my normal life, going to this any kind of store making any kind of purchases. Um, I have had low self-esteem due to bullying since high school and um non general non-acceptance of the of the people around me. And yeah, and briefly, briefly that's it. Okay. I hear you. Um, James, as a person who believes in let's say heteronormativity, if you want to call it that, right? What challenges have you personally faced due to the actions of the LGBTQ plus community? Well, personally, what I have, what, 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 what exactly are you asking? If I have experienced any sort of discrimination or, or yeah, anything like discrimination by... or like something that you saw that, you know, set, um, put you off, you know, rub you the wrong way, you know, something you see in the news, like, you know, maybe even the ruling that you saw and you're like, you're like this, mm -hmm. this affects me negatively in a big, big way now. Well, so far, thank God, because um, Trinidad is very much opposed to the LGBTQ uh, community. I have not experienced any um, discrimination because of or by the LGBTQ community uh, Directly, I have had many occasions where in my university days, I, I, I have tried to discuss the topic with, with people who are of that community and the things that they call me, um, my race, the things like that. I would not repeat and I would not wish that anybody would, and that's would call that. And not in UE, but, but uh, during the, that period of time. Um, okay, but okay, okay. I... I, I I would like to say, though, that, that, that discrimination does exist in Trinidad and Tobago against uh, white people. That, that is a real thing. And, and people say, well, white people have no struggles, so they don't take it on much. But there's very daily. There's a lot of daily discrimination that, that takes place for white people. For example, if I'm traveling, there's, there's many occasions where you know, the, the, the drivers would refuse to give you change. Uh, uh, right. If you have 100, you have they don't give you change you go that's, to a store in, on up. charlotte street you go to a store in charlotte street you ask the price of, of the items and they tell you things like well everything was half price yesterday and you say that's impossible come on all these price tags they tell uh, you that, yeah, no, I, no 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 well you know you can pay the price you know these yeah. these are things these are real things that happen and like i said it was very early in the in the, in the yeah. comments that the the, the more you 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 speak as as a white person you you Everybody assumes you come from a very, very privileged position, and da 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 da, da and they, they they attack you for your race. And it, it's not right. It doesn't really okay. affect me. That's it doesn't affect me. The comments, the comments don't affect me because I think, thank God, uh, in Trinidad we are very, we don't take those things too much to heart. If somebody calls me, hey white boy, whatever, whatever, or hey this that, uh, even if it's more offensive it, it, it's not it's no harm no foul to me you know it doesn't bother me i yeah, don't yeah, i don't see myself as i don't see myself as a little victim or, or anything like that you know yeah. yeah i i hear you and i i i would agree with that because they're you know because in a way white and Trinidad are my, a minority so you get that treatment in a way now like you know like, like a minority and that that is really that's really sad but you, but you said something that um that that you know say they say thank god you know Trinidad is really opposed to homosexuality and so on. Um, so you don't have to face anything. But do you think that from that that Trinidad, so do you think that 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 is a okay, so Trinidad as a society, do you would you agree that we have um that a lot of our norms as a society, like our our 
the way we look at issues like politics, the way we look mm -hmm. at issues like race, the way we look at issues like um, um, uh, gender relations, like feminism, the way we look at, you know, the role of women in society and things. Would you say that Trinidad is, is a place where those beliefs that we have, you know, are good, that we, we in our good, we're in a good place? away from LGBTQ stuff, would you say we are in a good place? Trinidad is in a real good place right now where our con our national consensus and our status quo is really, really top of the line? Um, there are certain... Okay, we oppose, we oppose, generally speaking, the ideas of the LGBTQ community. On the ground level, Trinidad and Tobago does. This is, this is true, democratically. But um, this is no means right, and this doesn't give right to those individuals who make up the society who think, for example, we should uh, kill people who are of LGBTQ tendencies or who think that, that you know, simply having those tendencies makes you a, a legitimate victim of, of punishment or, or something like this. This is not, uh, we can't be okay with this. I don't say that in any way, but... Um, do I think that we generally oppose the LGBTQ community? Yes. Do I think we are in a good position to move because, forward yeah. uh, uh, opposing uh, from yeah. an opposing perspective? I do not think we are in a good position because if you look at the media in Trinidad and Tobago and the government, we run our country and we run our press based on the UN agenda for each year or for each decade. So the agenda, the UN agenda for 2030 or whatever it is, that is the current agenda is what, and I worked personally, I worked with the Newsday for a couple months. I, I, I chose not to continue. Um, and this is a very common theme. You use these UN agenda to compare everything going on in society as either it is good or it is bad. So everything that they are making the Trinis perceive from the media's perspective is based on what the UN perceives, how they perceive it. So, And the government is very much um, favorable towards this too because we get a lot of financial aid from UN-related countries, uh, etc. So this is not a good position to be in. And I do think that we will see negative repercussions of being uh, mimics or, or dummies to the UN. Yeah, well, what I was really trying to get at is that, um, you know, like I would, I would say that oh, the fact that we are opposed to to LGBTQ people is not um, different to the fact that we are very racist. Like the same thing you were talking about, how they move racist towards you. I would think that that is just like commonplace because are you all hearing me good? Say that. Yeah, I, I would say that. Is, up, go ahead. Yeah, I would. I, I was just trying to trying to establish that. I think. I think that. Um, that the fact that you know we are. Uh, homophobic as a country, pretty much. You know, we are because uh, being opposed to it is just being, in my books, being homophobic. And we are homophobic in the same way we are racist, in the same way we have tribal politics, in the same way that we look down on females and their role in society. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Do you, that I, mm. I think that the way you, so you're picking that one thing out of our society and saying, I find it, you know, it's kind of interesting that that's one thing, like, you know, thank Lord for that. But then Everything else is just like, because everything else, as I could see, is, I put them in the same category. It's just kind of messed up. You know, that's what I was trying to get at. But I understand yeah. what you're saying about the UN agenda and all that, you know? If, if I might just say something, it, 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 it is a, a categorization that you did with all of the different points. And if you do that, if, if the, but there really is no real, I mean, 
logical way that we could say all of these things are related that 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 where people are against homosexuals because they're racist yeah I, are I, against, I, I, you know what i, I mean would say it, it, i would say it's ignorance like yeah. all of them have one thing in common ignorance that's yeah. what i would so, say you know i mean you could you could you could you could be of that opinion but it's very hard if you understand i mean to intellectually argue that well because people have tribal politics in trinidad and because people um you know are racist or whatever or may tend to a certain race they are homophobic i mean i wouldn't try to argue that because it it means judging a lot of the intentions of individual people i i wouldn't I judge guess. it like that i would just say on a general level we are uh we do not favor lgbt uh ideas i hear you bro i hear you um terence we're yeah. looking to wrap up now let's hear some closing comments about you know um, what you thought about today's episode and what you want to leave with, with our listeners, our viewers, um, before we wrap up. Some closing comments. Well, I believe that I presented um, everything I said was backed up by evidence, a high level of evidence. And um, I believe that the LGBTQ plus community, we deserve our fundamental human rights and we deserve laws and policies that protect us against discrimination and gives us the right to, to live freely. Thank you, Terence. <laughs> James? Well, my closing remarks would be, well, first of all, thanks guys for uh, having me on. I appreciate the invite and and the um, amount of time that I was uh, allowed to have to, 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 to voice my opinion. And also thanks to Terence for coming on. No, that must not be easy and even for me it's always not easy talking about controversial mm -hmm. things in the open in a very polar in a very polarized world right now especially on social media people can't take differing opinions they get a little wacky but anyway um i would just say that the the, the simple basis of, of all of what i've had to say is lies on refuting two principles that the lgbtq community holds and it's that gender is fluid that people are what they think they are that they can construct their own reality in their mind and that too any sexual act that is pleasing is morally good so people can can have sex with whomever as long as it is consensual and it is love is love it's it's a reason for it to be good i would say that these are two not good principles that we should not base and make laws upon because if we legally say that homosexuality is okay because love is love and it's consensual who's to say that we will not use that same argument to make a lot of other things uh the dangerous things legal on the premise that the person engaging in them loves it and it's consensual uh and also i just think the gender is not fluid because <laughs> when you when you look at, at reality you don't see that you can change it by the whim of your imagination and that's pretty much it for me and thanks a lot guys no problem james shankara it was something there yes i uh one thing i will say guys is uh, a big big thank you to both our guests for coming on board. It's not easy to come on and 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 discuss the way you discuss. You all did it really professionally. You brought your references. Um, and you know, you allowed the discussion to stay in the context of what we, we envisage in the Heights Room, which is intellectual reasoning. You know what I mean? Where I think everyone understands a lot better the two sides of the coin. Uh, we definitely will be looking to the next quarter 
uh, for a repeat episode. But of course, that will be much more focused now. Uh, we did identify many things throughout, throughout this um, episode that we could focus on more uh, the biological side of the conversation of transgender separation between church and state and the legal and human rights of freedom side of the discussion. So today, you know, we really appreciate you guys coming on board and helping us unpack the broader context of the discussion. And the next time, uh, you know, we want to have more specific discussion. But a big thanks and shout outs to you guys Andy, and your network that would have come on and, and added to the, to, to the views, to the, to the comments. It really was a, a fantastic show. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, well, Shankar, thanks a lot for having me. See, see yeah. I, I, hope to be, I, I hope to be here again sometime and further the discussion. Yeah, man. Torian, the man behind the scenes, right? The Wizard of Oz. Talk to me. Yeah, you're mute. Yeah, you're mute. You're mute. You're mute. You're mute. A lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of things I disagree with. Some things I agree with. Um, but to echo Leslie, thanks for coming on, gentlemen. Um, this was a bit of an education for myself. Uh, thank you to the folks in the comments. It wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah. I didn't have to ban anybody. My finger did hover over that button for a little bit, but uh, it wasn't too bad. A little MFs and shut the fucks up and all that. Yeah. Jamak, Jamak, um, but um, Jamak said that he he realized tonight that it have real. Um, yeah, on both sides. Who, yeah, on yeah, both sides, yeah. you're intolerant. Because, you know, at the end of the day, people, I always say that how you could be on whatever, you could still be an asshole, you know what I mean? So, you know, it could be on whatever side of whatever argument. Um, so, yeah. we could never so forget apologies, that. Apologies to those who think this, this conversation was abysmal. Uh, but uh, we'll try mm -hmm. next time. Hopefully, the guys will come back. Maybe new guests yeah, or yeah, guests, yeah. well, standalone we episodes. Have, mm -hmm. But yeah, we happy for it. We happy for it, and I want to apologize to everybody who had to say, "Kata go take a go and drink something." You get carried away. It was it was because of the net, guys. I was out it. I didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah. I was really, I was feeling it, you know. Uh, but I'm glad I, mm. we all got to see our bit. Um, I want to thank mm. everybody once again, Terence. Thanks so much for coming through. Right, because mm -hmm. we really, really struggled to get someone on from the community, you know. And um, James, thank you so much for, for agreeing because yes, I know that's how it was it was not easy to, to make the time to come and do this. I know you had a lot of things you had to put off and things, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, so again, uh yeah, happy Pride Month to everybody as as you know, we did it within Pride Month and um yeah. <laughs> and, uh, everybody be safe. We know we still have this pandemic going on and whatnot. Um we mm -hmm. did the we may be traveling in a bit, who knows, but just exercise caution and let's hope that we can return to some normalcy yes, sooner than later. Book a yeah, let's see. Book a ticket mm -hmm. and come back now. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> later. All yes, right, fellas. Easy. Yeah. Later. Bless.